Welcome to the Equinity Podcast, where horse owners just like you share their incredible Equinity stories and how Equinity is changing their horses' lives. Whether you're searching for something to give your performance horse better focus, faster recovery, and more stamina, or in the extreme case where all hope seems lost, give your horse what it needs to help heal at a cellular level, you'll find it here. So jump in on today's episode to hear how Equinity is helping horses worldwide. Now, welcome your host, John Dowdy. Hello and welcome to this week's Equinity Podcast. I am really excited, as I am every week, uh, to have on our next guest, Terry Allen out of Elizabeth, Colorado. Uh, Terry, welcome to the Equinity Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having us and letting us talk about the product and having us here this morning. Well, we're we're glad to have you, and I know you've got a plate full. You've got a, a farm with around 55 horses. You've got a boarding facility. Uh, you've got your Terra Lynn Horse Rescue and let's just jump right into this. Tell us um, a little bit about your rescue project, because we've got four different horses we're going to talk about, um, and I know that you've got a lot of other stories, but we kind of zeroed in on these, because we're going to be talking about one that um, you initially purchased the product for, which had some string halt, stifle issues, um, then three rescue horses that were kind of pre-navicular, and another one which I'm uh, excited to talk about on this call, because um, I don't believe we've had any other person uh, on the podcast talk about one with kissing spine. So that'll be very interesting and helpful for a lot of folks. But uh, let's back it up a little bit and tell us about your um, Terrellin Horse Rescue and, and how that project all got started and how that's going. Oh, so I have been a horse trainer um, for many years. Um, I've been at my current location for almost 20 years um, and along the way with training I occasionally take in a horse or two uh, that um, were rescues that I would do some training on and then I would rehome. Um, this came a real big project to me and very dear to me when I was asked to um, help with Morgan SafeNet on going to an auction um, to save a Morgan horse which is what I used to train um, up in Fort Collins at one of the livestock auctions. Um, And when I went there, seeing these horses in such horrible conditions, so stressed out, um, these horses were run right behind the livestock. They weren't ridden through these sales. They were sold by the pound. Um, They were just run over the scales, run into a very tiny arena, um, very stressed out animals, um, and and that's where I I knew I had to step in and and do more. Uh, we did end up saving the Morgan, um, but I'd say saving that horse is what started me on this path with the rescue. Um, so that's been almost four and a half years ago, and I became an official 501c3 four years ago. Um, so we just um, try and get horses out of the slaughter pipeline. Um, we try and get them before they go to auction, before they're in such such stressed out conditions. Uh, and we try and rehab them and then find them good homes. And it's, it's always hard. It's never an easy thing. Um, but it really, it's so important to me. It makes 
everybody um, feels so good when they know they can help, you know, in some way. Uh, we know we can't save them all, but the ones who can help. Um, we're just so proud to have been able to do that for them. Sure. Now, um, tell me about the uh, the rescue with in the Annie's project and the and with the Dude Ranch horses. So uh, we have partnered with another rescue uh, here in Colorado. Actually, they're in Elizabeth, um, and it's Drifter Hearts of Hope. Um, and we were asked to partner with the Annie Project, which is um, we take in retired Dude Ranch horses. Um, there was just an abundance of ranch horses, guest horses that were going through these livestock auctions. Um, and so Jackie from Drifters um, decided that maybe it was a good idea to talk to them and try to intercept these horses prior um, to them going to these auctions, uh, which is really incredibly cool to be able to keep these animals out of the slaughter pipeline. Um, just because once they're even through an auction and they don't even necessarily have to end up in the kill pen, um, they're just stressed out. These animals go through a post-traumatic stress, um, and it sometimes takes weeks or months to get them to start coming around. So this project is very cool because they're coming from a, maybe it's a hardworking situation, but they're not put through the stresses of the other part. Um, but when we do take these horses in, what we've noticed is they've been used hard. Um, the ones that we've gotten in, all of them have sore, tense muscles. Um, they've all um, definitely had feet issues. Uh, if you can imagine with them having to go up these mountains, these rocky mountains here, um, they have to have these incredibly thick, heavy shoes on. And most of these two branches ask that they are going up the mountains three times a day. Mm-hmm. Um, so by the time they're retired, um, we're trying to get them back into overall health. Our goal is to be able to um, to do that, get them feeling better, and then find them very light riding homes um, that they can retire in. Sure. Wow. Well, that's um, that's a pretty amazing um, project you've got going, and and like you said, it's uh, can't save them all, but the ones that you are able to, um, you know, are able to live long, healthy lives. So that's very commendable for sure. So when we get into, um, you know, you've been in the horse business now, what, 19 years? Um, it's when you started your boarding facility. So uh, you definitely know horses, understand horses. And, of course, you've dealt with uh, a lot of different issues. And uh, let's get into talking about uh, the first one, Lacey. Uh, what was going on with Lacey? She's a 12-year-old Morgan. Uh, tell us a little bit about Lacey, what you were dealing with um, up until, you know, you found the Equinity product. What were you dealing with there? Well, so Lacey is just a very sweet Morgan. Um, it ends up, uh, I used to train her, and uh, she was my horse. And then my daughter um, started riding her and um, <laughs> kind of claimed ownership of her. Um, but she presented one morning um, of just very lame in her hind end. 
Um, at first, maybe it looked like it was just kind of her hooves. Um, we do have a lot of issues around here with thrush. Um, if there's rain um, or we've had any kind of moisture, um, it just seems that uh, that we have a lot of horses that are susceptible to that. Um, so we brought her in, um, realized that there was more stuff going on. It wasn't just her feet. Um, she then began to kind of present more like string halt type things. She had a very exaggerated gait with her right hind leg where she would, as she would walk, she would bring it way out to the side. Um, and so um, right away, we had a vet out for a lameness evaluation. Um, so the first vet that looked at her, um, we thought it was probably a string halt type thing brought on by a traumatic injury to um, the sensory nerves, um, to, the to the extension muscles. Um, and so we were told to right away just stall rest, um, do a little bit of correction with our barrier, uh, put some shoes on her because they also had some um, sensitivity in the hooves. Um, and then she was also on, at first it was um, but after a couple weeks being on Butte, um, we took it to Xbox just so we didn't have to worry about ulcers as well. Um, and so this kind of continued on probably for another month, um, and then we had another vet out. We just weren't seeing any headway with this. Um, and, and the same thing was by the second set. Um, that it was probably a string halt, but probably maybe she slipped while she was out on pasture. Um, so we continued the cycle again. Uh, we started on the butte. She was still on stall rest, um, and there was still no no help. Um, she still was lame. She still, we couldn't even take her for walks at this point. Um, so that's when I happened to be um, on Facebook. I was managing my rescue page. And one of your ads popped up, and it was one with a video. Um, and it was a horse that had similar movement in the hind end, um, just kind of a mystery lameness. And it showed the before and the after video with this horse. Um, so I called you right away and uh, told you what was going on and asked if you could send me a couple samples just to get started. Um, so we tried everything. I felt like, um, why not give this a shot? Mm -hmm. So putting on that, I really feel like it was not more than a week, uh, definitely not two weeks, that there was dramatic change. Uh, when we brought her out of her stall to give her supplements, she could walk out of the stall. Um, she didn't have that um, where she'd pull her, her leg out to the side, um, the softness in her eyes, um, it's just all the pain was gone. Um, it was just, we were all shocked. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, you, so, so you're taking, you're taking a horse that, um, you know, obviously in a lot of pain and you were, well, it would it be fair to say you were kind of at your wits end. I mean, you'd tried all kinds of other things and didn't really know what else to do. And this horse is obviously not comfortable in any way. 
Right. Absolutely. I feel like if, if we hadn't stumbled on this, um, I was getting to a point at least that, um, especially with the rescue work I do, if a horse does not have the quality of life to be a horse, um, then sometimes the best option is making a really hard decision. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, I felt like this was our last shot. Right. Um, Now, I'll jump in there because um, I I believe the one that you're referring to, um, we actually have a podcast on that one. It's number 15. Uh, Horse's name is Monty. Uh, And this particular horse had stepped on something out in the field, which... Uh, brought up an abscess, then it turned to thrush, then cellulitis, had a heat stroke. And watching that video is um, heartbreaking because this horse could put zero weight on its back left leg. And in about a week of being on product, it doesn't even look like the same horse. I mean, you wouldn't even know anything was was wrong with this horse. Um, So if you're tuning in, uh, that's number 15 on that podcast. Um, But so this one, uh, this Morgan was... When you saw that video, you're like, well, that's kind of what's seems like what's going on with this one. So after about a week right. on Equinity, um, and here we go. So how how long has uh, uh, Lacey been on the horse? I'm sorry. How long has Lacey been on the product up to this point, and how's she doing now? Right. So she um, she's been on the product now for about six months. Um, when we saw such a huge difference. Um, of course, since she was our first one we tried on this, we continued with um, doing stall rest mostly um, and slowly started doing the, um, getting her back to hand walking, um, getting her back to doing some light conditioning work. Um, and then it probably, maybe two weeks later, we decided to try and take her off of all the other medicine just to make sure um, she was still doing okay, but we did keep her on the equinity. Um, and she continued to totally sound. She continued to just improve with her overall, um, her muscling, her muscle tone, her top brain. Everything was starting to come back. And this is a horse that had been on stall rest for about six to eight weeks um, at that point. She, she was looking pretty ragged. Um, so just... And so not only seeing her be sound again, but to see these improvements of her coat condition, her muscling just wasn't tight anymore, um, was just incredible to see. Yeah, that's, uh, that is awesome. Well, I think the, the best advice here for anybody that might be dealing with, uh, it doesn't matter really what the situation is, uh, but if you feel like you're at your wit's end and don't know what else to try because you've tried everything else, um, you know, give Equinity a shot. Um, and for those of you tuning in for the first time, what, what the Equinity product is, it's 100% pure amino acids, which are specifically formulated to stimulate the pituitary gland, uh, which is the master gland in the body. And that's what releases the necessary hormones, which then help heal at a cellular level. So what's really neat about this product, um, there's no fillers, no sugars, no starches, there's no loading dose, and uh, serving size is 5.2 grams, which is not quite a tablespoon. Uh, but in this example, and as we go on, we're going to talk about five different horses with uh, kind of five different issues, and what we're going to find is it's customizing to each horse because we're giving the horse what it needs to release its own hormones, which then 
the body decides where to send those hormones for the healing. So that's why this product is unique. Um, it can do so many different things from one extreme thing to another. Um, so uh, as we've just spoke about in this example, we're dealing with string holts, some stifle issues, um, and you were at your wit's end, and Morgan, uh, this Morgan's now doing great. So now, uh, and this was, uh, Lacey was the horse that you initially were purchasing the product for, but after you saw the results that happened with her, then you had three rescue horses, and so you're thinking, well, let's see what it can do with these. What, what was going on with these particular three rescue horses? Well, in all the years of training and boarding, um, I really hadn't dealt with any any horses with muscular type issues. Um, but a lot of times we find that these horses that are sent through auction are having non-specific lameness issues again. Um, the owners just don't want to work with a vet. They don't want to try and treat it. Um, so a lot of these horses that we find have different, usually hoof issues. Um, and we just so happened in probably about a six-month time period, uh, we had three different horses um, come in um, into the rescue. Um, they actually all had been adopted. Um, they were doing pretty good at that, and we just knew that if we kept up with the farrier care, they were doing okay. Um, two of these horses ended up, um, through no fault of their own, coming back into our rescue, um, and uh, they were presenting with some some hoof issues. Um, so right away, when we get horses in, uh, or these horses are only two horses that had come back ever in a rescue. Um, we had the vet out to do lameness exam, and we wanted him to go ahead and take some x-rays on these horses. Um, and again, with the x-rays, it was pretty unspecific. Um, there was nothing blaringly obvious, uh, but just from the heel pressure pain and the way the horses were moving, they were diagnosed with prenavicular syndrome. Um, we also then had a horse that had been moving pretty sound that had been adopted and he started then also presenting with similar stuff going on. Um, and again, he was also diagnosed with prenavicular syndrome. Um, with that, working with these vets, um, we did the whole protocol uh, for navicular stuff. Um, which included corrective shoeing. Um, we put pads on these horses. Um, they were all given the OSPAS, um, some of them multiple doses. Um, a couple of them were on isoprene, um, and they were all on Equiox um, to try and help. Um, so they all had kind of varying degrees, and it was not always consistent on how they were presenting. Um, but it was all similar. Um, they were all going through the same thing. It was all stemming from the hoof. Um, so absolutely, <laughs> we decided to try these horses on the equinity. Um, so the, the couple that had been adopted, um, we started them. We gave them a couple of the samples that you sent to us. And these guys took a little bit longer. Um, with Lacey, it was such an immediate improvement. Um, but we stuck with it. Um, we were probably about three weeks in when 
um, when our first one, Rhesus, started um, moving much more sound, um, we ended up the pads were not helping, the shoeing was not helping because with these horses, if we add shoes into the mix, um, once feet start growing out, a lot of times it actually hurts horses more because um, they can't change. The shoes don't give to the pressure, you know, that that they need um, if they're just barefoot. When they're barefoot, we can easily just trim them more consistently or maybe file a little bit of their foot off. Um, so the shoeing we were finding was actually a little detrimental on um, on helping these horses. Um, so again, we started them on this equinity and we saw the improvement with Rusis. Uh, the farrier came out. We actually pulled the shoes on her and she continued to do great. Um, these other two um, took a little bit longer. Um, it was probably about four or five weeks that we noticed these other two um, our Texan gambler starting to move sound. Um, so again, shoes came off. Um, the horses were moving much better. And the only change we made is as we, as we were on the product longer, we started weaning them off the other stuff. So first the shoes and then my sock supreme. And then the very last was the Equiox. Um, and again, with all three of these horses with the similar issues, uh, they were all moving much more sound. Um, it was just really incredible to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so with Rhesus, uh, she happened to stay part of our trainer, Jax, and she adopted her, even though she was right in the middle of dealing with these hook issues. Um, and she started using her for riding lessons. So it was cool to see this horse that had come back to us and was in pretty rough shape. Um, being loved on, being used by these kids, um, having something that she enjoyed doing was really incredible. Um, but I can remember a, a couple weeks back, um, they had pulled the horse out. They were doing the lesson, and, and this horse was moving lame again. Um, so they ended up having to skip the lesson, put Reese's back away. Um, and so after the lesson, Jackson and I were talking, and she had run out of the equinity product. And it had been about four days earlier um, that this had happened. And she had just thought since she was moving so well that it was probably not going to be a big deal. Um, but this horse had significant lameness again, enough so she couldn't, couldn't do the lesson. Um, so right there to us, or at least to myself, I thought, oh, my gosh, it was equinity. It's working. Um, so, of course, we got her back on it as soon as we could. Um, and within the next week, um, she was back to being used for lessons again. So, you know, really then having two horses, um, which had such improvement, um, that was just incredible. Right. Yeah, and I think it's important because uh, oftentimes we'll get questions, uh, is this product, the Equinity Horse Excel, is this product, should I just use it to try to fix whatever issue I'm having and then I don't have to use it anymore, or is this a lifelong commitment? 
Um, and so the best way to answer this, if you're listening, obviously you've just heard what happens, uh, which is very typical when you take the horse off of the product. And because what this product is doing, it's increasing or it's what it's ultimately doing is giving the body what it needs to release the hormones, which help heal at a cellular level. The hormones that are released have a 23 and a half hour life cycle. So this is why you give the product every day. So in the example that you gave, um, we were able to increase the hormone levels by giving the amino acids. And after X amount of time, those hormone levels are, you know, elevated at, at the highest levels that they can be. Um, and when you stop giving the product, then the hormone levels just went back to the way they were prior to giving the equinity. So that's where the lameness came back in. And then when you started giving the product again, it just increased the hormone levels and now the horse is sound again. So um, we have people that have... Um, tried this voluntarily um, and seen results. And then we've had cases like this where it was involuntary because people ran out or they're having someone else feed the product and didn't know that they were out and all of a sudden their horses lame again. So I think you'll find, or the people that are, you know, have, the, have this as a question, you'll find that uh, once you start using the product, you probably don't want to stop giving the product. <laughs> so, <laughs> correct. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, let's get into the last horse here that we're going to talk about. And I know you have a lot of other stories, but I think this is just a great um, example. Um, and again, kissing spine, uh, which often comes up. And I haven't really been able to give anybody a definite um, yay or nay on this. And again, we also have to keep in mind the severity of what's going on with the horse. The Equinity product isn't the end-all be-all. Um, I tell people that you know, used in combination with, uh, you know, corrective shoeing or proper care and proper feeding, you know, this product is an amazing product to add to your existing program. And when it comes to kissing spine, I mean, which is a horrible thing in and of itself, but, um, you know, it can always benefit. This product can always benefit no matter what is going on. Uh, but let's get right into this. What was going on with uh, this seven-year-old and, and what happened or what was going on and then what happened after giving the product? Well, so this horse's name is Cola, and she belongs to a dear friend of mine, Andy. Um, and Andy, I had her start her other horse, Tyson, who was one of our rescues that she adopted on the product. Um, he's an older horse. He has some arthritis kind of through his whole body, and she was seeing such great results with him that she decided to start Cola on this. Cola, um, a couple years back, uh, was having issues with her training. I was her trainer. Um, you know, she was very unhappy to work. Um, we would get the full attitude. This horse has attitude anyways, um, but we would get the full attitude when we'd go to tack her up. We'd get attitude as we would do the groundwork with her. Um, and then when a person would get on her, um, it just escalated. She was not happy to work. She would grind her teeth. She would swish her tail. Um, she was showing us that something wasn't quite right. Um, even though she was moving sound with her groundwork, um, just from her, what she was telling us, we knew we had to dig deeper. Um, so we did schedule um, an appointment to take her in, and she did have x-rays done, and it was found that she had kissing spine. Um, 
so uh, it wasn't super severe. It didn't um, it didn't make it so she was not writable, um, but it started her on um, a series of different again injections, um, not only into the spine, uh, but also kind of um, with this horse um, compensating for that. She was having some soreness issues with her hocks and her back end. And if anybody uh, has been around horses and you start on the cycle of medical um, fixing of some of these lameness issues, it gets super, super expensive. Um, Andy dumped so much money in to try and get this horse comfortable and moving sound um, that we kind of got to the point that was it worth continually um, dumping the money into the injections. Um, this horse was given some time off. We had her put out on pasture. She was still getting daily Equiox, but for the injections, um, since it just became so expensive and we weren't seeing any kind of significant improvement, um, you know, we decided that it was probably uh, not helping her enough uh, with the money that was going out. Um, so that was uh, a couple of years ago. Um, so Andy would still bring her in. She would groom her. She would love her. But really riding was kind of out of her day-to-day -day stuff um, just because she didn't want to cause any pain um, with this horse. Uh, so she started her on Equinity, and now it's been, I think, close to three months. And just to see the changes come over this horse was pretty incredible. This horse that had attitude um, just with grooming, uh, just with the brushing, um, because she knew it was going to lead to the tacking up the saddling, um, she would have such attitude on the ground. Um, and that started to improve. And so as that started to improve, um, Andy started um, doing some saddle work again, um, just some light, light um, conditioning on the ground. Um, and then we started doing a couple lessons again together. Um, <laughs> and what I noticed is even though we were doing a super light workout, this horse that always, always would have her ears pinned back or her tail swishing or her teeth grinding, um, that was, that was gone. Wow. Um, she was starting to, her whole attitude was starting to improve. Um, so to me, um, just seeing that, uh, she was still on the Equiox, um, but just by adding this equinity in, just to see some of these overall changes. Um, it, this mare who definitely had sensitive skin issues, um, those seemed to disappear. Uh, this mare who, when she'd come into season, would be, incredibly <laughs> incredibly <laughs> nourished yeah be, uh yes uh we couldn't keep her in pasture with another horse she just had attitude over the top about um yeah anytime she was in heat it was almost that we kind of avoided working her. yeah watch out yeah <laughs> and, yeah watch out um and andy who is just such a sweet lady and um, such a great rider, um, didn't ever feel comfortable working this horse on her own. Uh, we always had to work together. Just this horse was that kind of horse. She was so smart. Um, 
that she she could figure out what would get her out of working. Um, so she always, at that point, had always worked with lessons with me. Um, so as she's been on this product more and more, Andy is coming out. Andy's working this horse on her own. Wow. Um, and just to see these changes, um, not only for the horse, but the confidence of the rider. Um, to me, that's so impressive um, because we can work together. And I've worked with Andy for going on four years now with just lessons. And just to see her change since her horse's attitude had changed um, was really, really great to see. Um, so. Needless to say, that horse will be on the product forever. Um, <laughs> it's just really, really great to see that change. That's great. Wow. Well, I think um, anybody tuning into this one uh, definitely uh, should have received value. Um, I really appreciate your time. I know you are super busy, especially with uh, 55 Head there. So I appreciate you taking the time to um, you know share your stories here on the Equinity Podcast. And before uh, we sign off here, uh, would you mind giving everybody your website or the best way to maybe contact you or maybe look at your facility or if they're looking to do donations of any kind or anything like that, what would be the best way for them to find you? Well, we're on Facebook. It's Carolyn Horse Rescue. And we also have a website. It's www.carolynhorserescue.org. And also, uh, you could call me anytime, and if you have any messages or want to volunteer or want to make a donation, we can always, always use that. And um, my direct line is 303-243-1147. Okay, and would you, okay. would you do a favor for us and just spell that uh, website out for us? Sure. It's T-E-R-O-L-Y-N-H-O-R-S-E. R-E-S-C-U-E dot org. Okay, perfect. Well, Terry, I really appreciate you taking the time, and um, I know a lot of people are going to get a lot out of this one. So, Terry Allen out of Elizabeth, Colorado, thank you so much for taking the time here on the Equinity Podcast. Thank you for having me. Oh, you bet. Bye-bye. That's all for this episode of the Equinity Podcast. For more information on purchasing Equinity, be sure to visit our website at teamequinity.com, where you'll also find product information as well as more testimonials on how others have seen amazing results by implementing Equinity into their horse's supplement regime. We'll have more stories on how Equinity is helping horses worldwide right here on a future episode of the Equinity Podcast.